1985, the General Assembly of the Unitarian Universalist Association, otherwise known as the UUA, adopted our current principles by a nearly unanimous vote. There was one vote against. Since then, the principles have become part of the fabric of the UUA. The principles and the fact that we are non-doctrinal are generally viewed as key aspects of the Unitarian Universalist tradition. Unitarian Universalists around the country can point to these seven principles and say, yes, that is what we Unitarian Universalists believe as strong values and moral gods. Everywhere you look, you find the principles. The principles are prominent on this church's website. Go to the section about us, and there is a link to the principles on the left-hand panel. If you are searching the national UUA website to find out more about Unitarian Universalism, you'll see at the top of the home page a link to our faith. Click on that, which brings you to Welcome to Unitarian Universalism, with the principles highlighted. On both websites, the principles are introduced by a quote from the Reverend Barbara Wells Ten Hove, and vis-a-vis -vis Dan's uh, thoughts also. The principles are not dogma or doctrine, but rather a guide for those of us who choose to join and participate in Unitarian Universalist religious communities. The principles are also in our hymnal. If you're looking for them, they're on the page before the first hymn. They're there along with the sources. And the principles were used as touchstones in selecting the hymns and readings for the hymn. The UUA prints the principles on a wallet-sized card that is available in many UU churches. There are a few even in our church back there. And many UUs refer to them as part of their elevator speeches about Unitarian Universalism. Yes, the current principles are indeed part of the fabric of Unitarian Universalism. Before our current principles, there was another statement of principles adopted in 1960 when the two denominations were in the process of uniting. Those original principles were not a unifying force in the new denomination. In fact, some of the wording almost derailed the merger. The contention revolved around whether to include such phrases as love to God and love to man, and a reference to our Judeo-Christian heritage. A compromised version was finally hammered out in an all-day, all-night parliamentary negotiation and debate. There was continuing dissatisfaction with these original principles. If you read them from the, today's perspective, you can see why. Women took the lead in prodding for change, and in 1981, at the annual General Assembly, there were a, a seven-person committee was formed to develop a new set of principles. This committee wrote to all UU churches and fellowships, and to all ministers, asking for proposals and suggestions. The best of the suggestions were circulated for further comment and input. The committee presented the, their preliminary report at the 1982 General Assembly, and those at the General Assembly broke into small groups with facilitators to discuss the language. Imagine small groups of people all over a college campus discussing the, the draft principles. Based on these discussions, the committee created another draft that was circulated to all congregations for comment, and then debated at the next General Assembly. 
The final draft was approved at the 1984 General Assembly and then enthusiastically adopted in 1985. Chair of the drafting committee, the Reverend Walter Royal Jones, reflected that, quote, apart from Quakers and their time-honored preference for consensus, it is unlikely that the history of religion provides any comparable examples of such intentional and committed use of inclusive, non-hierarchical processes to produce a guiding statement." There were, of course, some rough spots on the way to this overwhelming support for the new principles. Not surprisingly, the most troublesome was whether to refer to God in the Judeo-Christian tradition. Some were upset by the presence of such references, and others were upset by their absence. A committee member came up with a brilliant solution. Divide the statements into two parts. First, the seven principles, and then their sources, the six living traditions we share. There were no objections to having Jewish and Christian teachings which call us to respond to God's love as the fourth out of those sources in an uncontroversial summary of historical influences on UUism. So there is no question that the seven principles are important, strong values and moral guides that are a central part of the Unitarian Universalist identity today, along with our having no doctrinal statement of belief, including in the principles. Um, in the rest of my time this morning, I want to explore two questions about the principles. First, are they distinctive to Unitarian Universalism, distinguishing us from other faith communities? And second, are there other principles and values that are also part of the fabric of Unitarian Universalism? As to the distinctiveness of our principles, many of them actually align us very well with other faith communities and with the broader culture of the U.S. and much of the rest of the world. For instance, Bob Bella and his co-authors of Habits of the Heart in 1985 quote a Gallup poll in which then 80% of the respondents agreed that an individual should arrive at his, her, his or her own religious beliefs independent of any churches or synagogues. If the question were asked today, probably even more than 80% would agree. In 2005, over three-fourths of the American Catholics answering a survey question said that on difficult moral questions, they were more likely to follow their own consciences than the teachings of the church. In surveys, most Americans have said that going to church was something you do if it meets your needs. In a journal article in 1998, Bella explored if there is a common American culture. His answer was, yes, there is a common culture, and that its most fundamental tenet is the sacredness of the individual conscience, the individual person. That's very close to our first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every individual, and the first part of the fifth principle, the right of conscience. Our fourth principle, free and responsible search for meaning, is closely akin to the American commitment to freedom of religion. Many in the U.S. and much of the world share both parts of our fifth principle as well, the right of conscience and the use of democratic process within our congregations and in society at large. For instance, one of the highlighted resolutions at the Southern Baptist Convention in 2016 was in support of the right of conscience for all. 
I might add, especially for Christians who were being asked to do things that were contrary to their beliefs. A similar support for the right of conscience was part of the 2016 Republican platform. This year's Supreme Court decision, or case, Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission addressed this issue, although the court decided the issue on procedural grounds instead of reaching the true, true key issues. As to the second half of the fifth principle about democracy, Almost all the nations and cultures of the world support the principle of democracy as a means of expressing the will of the people, although often without adequate support also for the institutions of civil justice that limit the possible tyranny of the majority. So yes, many of our principles are not distinctive. Instead, they put us in the mainstream of our society, which is actually not surprising given the bottom-up inclusive talking to all members of the UUA in one way or another about, which about the principles in the process of writing. And the fact that the principles are not distinctively Unitarian Universalist is in many ways positive because they can be the basis for collaboration and cooperation with other groups that also share those principles, whatever basis at which they arrive at them, which was one of Dan's points. Let's look a little closer at the religious and philosophical roots of the principles. The underlying philosophical motif of most of the seven principles, I'll come to some exceptions later, is individualism and the autonomy of the individual, which is also an underlying motif for much of American culture. Autonomous individualism is embraced and invoked by commentators and activists across social and political spectrums and is embedded in the principles of individual freedom enshrined in our Constitution and Bill of Rights. The cultural and philosophical roots of this autonomous individualism is in the English and Scottish Enlightenment of the late 18th and early 19th century, a period where Unitarianism and Universalism and our political systems were all developing. As reflected in many of our principles, Unitarian Universalists cherished the Enlightenment's focus on individualism, the freedom of conscience, the inherent worth of the individual, and the freedom of the individual for, to search for meaning and religious beliefs. But the focus on individualism has consequences that many UUs are probably less comfortable with. Freedom of conscience and religious and philosophical freedom are closely linked with the freedom of enterprise and the right of individuals to pursue their own economic interests. The radical sects of the Protestant Reformation are the sources of both our modern notions of human rights and the rise of capitalism and the Protestant ethic, with individuals pursuing their own economic self-interests. The English and Scottish Enlightenment gave us not only the philosophies of Locke and Hume, but also the economic philosophy of Adam Smith. As uncomfortable as it may be for many of us, freedom of conscience on the one hand and freedom to pursue one's own economic interests on the other are closely related aspects of individualism. As Bella puts it, radical religio-cultural individualism opens the door to radical economic individualism. Religious cultural individualism provides inadequate resources to moderate economic individualism because both are based upon the autonomy of the individual. 
In the implementation of economic individualism, as we know, there is often an emphasis on one's own self-interest to the possible detriment of the interests of others. But I think it's important to recognize that this self-centered emphasis on one's own interests above those of others also often happens in the implementation of religious and cultural individualism. The examples about the right of conscience I mentioned earlier and the current wave of nationalism and restrictive immigration policies in this country and abroad bear witness to this tendency to self-centeredness in religious and cultural individualism. This is what too easily can happen with the focus on the autonomy of the individual. I need to emphasize, as I mentioned earlier, that while the predominant theme in the seven principles is individualism, three of the principles have more of a collective orientation that helps limit the self-centered tendencies of an emphasis on individual freedom. The second principle, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, requires collective action, although perhaps primarily in defense of the individual. The last two principles, the goal of the world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all, and respect for the interdependent web of all existence, move our focus outside the individual and into a supportive community striving for common and selective goals. These three principles lead us to my second question. Are there other core Unitarian Universalist principles and values? And the answer is clearly yes. These other principles and values in some ways complement the principles focusing on the autonomous individual and in other ways serve as a counterbalance that are also, they also help moderate the more selfish aspects of individualism. The first, as reflected in our hymns this morning, is the challenging and powerful principle of love. Meeting the challenge of love moves us outside of ourselves and focuses on addressing both the needs of others as individuals and on improving the institutions and organizations in which individuals are embedded. The universalist side of the denomination has traditionally focused more on love than has the Unitarian side. But love is now part of the fabric of the entire denomination as evidenced by the policy and program theme of on the side of love. I think a second and related principle and value is empathy, which is an important way of putting our principles of love into action, which can be grounded in natural law and, and actually evolution. As I've noted, many, including some of the other religious traditions who value the principle of individualism, and individual freedom are primarily concerned with advancing and applying them for themselves and their group. They focus more on preserving and extending the principles for themselves than they do on supporting those principles for others. In contrast, Unitarian Universalists by policy and action strive to apply these principles to others as much or more than to themselves. We value trying to put ourselves in the position of others and to think about how our principles should also apply to them. Unitarian Universalists are not unique in our striving for empathy across boundaries and diversity, but I think it is certainly another core principle that Unitarian Universalists value. Our lack of doctrine may actually make it easier for us to feel empathy because we don't have any wall of doctrine separating the believers from the non-believers. 
we can reach out to all with empathy. As universalist poet Edwin Markham wrote, he drew a circle that shut me out, heretic, a rebel, a thing to flout. But love and I had the wit to win, we drew a circle that took him in. In fact, with no doctrine binding us together, as you use, and with the diversity of our backgrounds and personal faiths, we may actually have to practice empathy with each other more than those in some other churches have to. Unitarian Universalists firmly believe that love and empathy together can be powerful forces for overcoming the self-centered tendencies of autonomous individualism. In thinking about our principles, I think we need to emphasize that love and empathy are also critical principles in our faith tradition. Another principle and value that is part of the fabric of Unitarian Universalism is community, which Dan also alluded to. In part, this social dimension of our faith tradition is rooted in the fundamentally social nature of humans and other higher mammals. As the primatologist Franz Duval noted, even on our species, which prides itself on free will, we may find an occasional hermit who has opted for reclusion. Yet we never encounter someone who has consciously decided to become social. One cannot decide to become what one already is. But community has a special place in Unitarian Universalism, as so, as so eloquently stated in the report of the 1997 Commission on Appraisal, Interdependence Renewing Congregational Policy. Quote, being part of a, of a religious community is a com personal commitment that reflects a theological vision, namely a sense of the fundamentally independent or covenantal nature of existence. Being in community, then, is not incidental to being a Unitarian Universalist, but intrinsic and inescapable. The religious community is the vital matrix of the formation of its members' diverse personal ministries. In turn, its, person, its members reshape the community. For Unitarian Universalists, the church community is the nexus where we nurture and put into action our principles of love and empathy, where we support each other in our spiritual quests and support each other through the highs and lows of life, and where we empathetically address the needs of others outside our church community, and where we join together to advance our shared principles. The church community shapes us, but we also reshape the community. Without the strength and support of each other in community, our principles would lose much of their potential power and effectiveness in the world. Thus, to realize our seven principles and the others I've just identified, we in turn must strengthen, support, and improve our community. May it be so.